This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. For those purple mountains in the land of the free, for those wide open spaces as far as I can see, for our children's future, there's no greater cause. This is why I'm a soldier for one nation under. All right, thank you for that brand new theme song, Nathan Osmond, nephew of Donnie and Marie Osmond for America. This is America Matters with Eddie Floyd, and today it's with Eddie Floyd Assemblyman Jim Wheeler. We also have a consultant on board that's none other than Jennifer Baker, and we have a country legend with us today, Lacey J. Dalton. She's on set with us as well, and Jennifer, if you'd be kind enough to actually formally introduce uh, Ray and Deb. It is my pleasure. Deb Walker is um, actually with AWHC. We met her during the legislative session. She came in and then afterwards we spent some time with her and I can't wait to talk about that today. And then on the other side is the rock star Ray Hanna. Ray is actually, get this you guys, LBL Equine Rescue, Wild Horse um, Protection League, right? And then um, AWHC also. She's one of the, the team members that go out and actually dart the horses and has been doing an incredible job Trying to make sure that we don't thank get you. any overpopulation issues. So you, thank you. You know, and a good dancer too. I saw her at the Mardi Gras. Oh, I saw her at the Mardi <laughs> nice. She was out there dancing in the governor's mansion when I emceed the Mustang Mardi Gras. Jennifer, you would have absolutely loved it out there. But you know, we've got so plenty. What, of, wait, wait, wait. Was it Lacey singing and, and Ray dancing? No, you know, Lacey didn't make it for this time, and I I was really brokenhearted because she always makes a party. Every time you know, she comes, she Lacey makes a party. is in high demand. It's hard to get her to show up to some of these because everybody oh. wants her. That's the problem. You know, she shows up more at concerts than she does at her house. I've heard that from <laughs> I people. I don't doubt that. Do you yeah. even know what your bedroom looks like? Uh, sadly. Sadly, I do. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to start off with a real simple question, and I'll go to Ray first, and then I'll turn it over to Lacey J. Dalton, and then Jim Wheeler, and then we'll go back to Jennifer Baker here on America Matters with Eddie Floyd. Ray, let me ask you this, because I've been listening to different darters, okay? Like, I absolutely fell in love with Maureen Dane, who's a co-host with D. Gregory on Mustang Matters, a show for America Matters Media, and I'll never forget when uh, Senator Omar Rain said, so you dart them with PCP, right? And he said, no, no, we don't make the horses high. We dart them with PZP. So tell our new listeners what PZP stands for and what it's like to be a darter. PZP stands for porcine, zona, pedicula, pedicula, 
Something like that. That's good yeah, enough. It's okay. That's, That's good, good enough. enough. You can make it up and nobody's going to know. I love that, Ray. But now, I just you... want Eddie to say it three times fast. Yeah, okay. that's right. And by the way, I will get to do that, but I'll say it wrong, but nobody will know. Ray, let me ask you this, if you don't mind, sure. okay? Do you have a particular territory that you dart in, or are you on call if somebody says, we need darting in this particular range? Well, uh, my territory is the Dayton area. Oh, okay. Um, from... Where Mount House starts, Dayton, over to um, just the other side of, um, to where Stagecoach starts. Wow. So well, what happens when area. you get a uh, uh, crossover, for instance, because obviously the horses wander. So how do you know, do you have a, a computer program or something that tells you what horses need to be darted, which ones already have? Uh, you know, how do, how do you continue this on? from different areas if you have a certain area. Yes, yeah, so we have horses now in, in the Dayton area that are from um, the Highlands and from Mound House. And we have a database that has every horse in it. Um, uh, they're named. They <coughs> ha we have pictures of the horses. I personally have the horses in the area that, that I know are there. I print out a sheet on each one of them so that I can look at their face, look at their feet, tell when they were darted, when they needed to be darted again. The young horse, the young mare's ages, so we know when we can start darting, and that's that's how I do it. Um, but yes, we do. They cross over. If they move, they're not going to stay in one spot. Now, let me ask you this real quick, and Lacey, I'm going to real quick ask her. You also have spotters that work with you, correct? Yes. And they're the ones who do the data entries? We all do the data okay. entry. The spotter with um, with me, uh, her name is Dorothy Nyland. She's... Oh, God, I know Dorothy. Yeah. She's, she's named and documented many, many of the horses that are out there, so I can trust her. We've got bays out there that don't have any white markings on them, and they all look alike oh yeah but she can tell um who they are because she's seen them since they were born amen so amen yeah Lacey, you're up uh, actually i was just going to say i think that is so challenging because so many of our horses out on the virginia range are bay horses which is a sort of reddish brown with a black mane and tail with various stripes and and uh, hoof markings but a lot of them are just plain bay horses it must be very very challenging and i have a great deal of respect for the amount of work that it goes into cataloging every horse and that is really to be commended that amen is really wonderful work thank you deb and one of the things that we do with uh, these bays that we have is we will record their whirls on their necks they have whirls on their flanks some of them have whirls on their foreheads, double whirls, and, and so forth. And so that's when they really have to scrutinize those records. But I can tell you, my last darting trip was out with Ray and Dorothy, and it was a hoot. She knew everything about those those horses, everything. Just yeah. walking along with her, it was just amazing. You get to where you know them by name, don't you? Oh, oh yes. Wow. And it's the way their mane, maybe the mane will go to the right, go to the left. It'll be dart, uh, parted. It'll be um, alternating. That's everything that we have to look for fascinating and 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 as i said before very commendable i mean it takes a lot of concentration it's all, the wind blows out there you're on rocky weird ground it's rough country out there it's not the easiest place to walk around when i first moved to the islands it took me i used to run with my dogs out in the desert it took me a year and a half to learn to 
properly walk in the desert without falling and <laughs> you know yeah. those darn rocks. <laughs> I mean, you got it's a thing to learn how to walk in the desert. So the last th they pointed a mare out to me that they think this was kind of a joke, <laughs> and the mare sat up on the top of the mountain, and didn't she? She, she, she just did. looked at me walk all the way up to her. It took me thirty minutes to get up to her. Deb, I love that story. Now, listeners, if you're listening to us and want to get involved in today's really wonderful show, we're going to highlight uh, Assemblyman Jim Wheeler during this show, too. But we want you to get involved. The number is 844-790-TALK. Write it down, 844-790-8255. America Matters with this wonderful group. We will be right back. For one nation under God for America. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Thank you for that, Warren. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to America Matters with Eddie Floyd, Assemblyman Jim Wheeler, Country Western Singer Star Hall of Famer Lacey J. Dalton, and consultant right here in the great state of Nevada, Jennifer Baker. And we have two special guests right now. We have Deb Walker, and we also have Ray Hanna on board. We're talking about the wild horses here in the great state of Nevada. Jennifer, take it away. So, Deb we've talked a little bit that I've grown up watching these horses being in love with just seeing the, the freedom and, and how they run and how they're going through the ranges and knowing now as an adult that we have, you know, some, some critical issues to face. A lot of people during the downturn set their, their regular horses free because they couldn't afford them. And so now we have issues with uh, recognizing them mixed with Mustangs and, and breeding, crossbreeding, inbreeding. But we've had some really good success this last year and you just came up with some numbers today to share with us. So will you share some of those numbers with us so we can actually let people celebrate some of the, the events that are coming up and, and some of the work that you guys have done? Sure. So right now, uh, as of today, because we're putting together our report for the NDA, <coughs> who authorizes us to be out on the range to dart, and we have given almost 1,600 treatments wow. to 903 mares. I know that exact. Um, and then I'm kind of watching the babies come in, and I'm, I'm, I'm just a nag. You know, if you see any babies, let me know. Send me pictures so I can look at the mare. And um, it's critical that that mare, even if she's in foal, that she receive her primer and her booster. Because when she foals, there's a period of time where she'll go into foal heat, and she'll be bred right back. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with because we started the program so late last year. Wow. Um, so of the babies that have been born on the range, uh, we've got 11 that we've got documented. Nine of the mamas are protected at Breedback. How wonderful. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. At, every time I see that and I see a mare is fully protected and I look at the darters, I'm like, oh, I just love these people. <laughs> <laughs> just love them. You so know, for everyone sitting here, we all understand what that means. But can you, because in layman's terms, for a person who, say, lives in Reno that loves the wild horses, what does that mean? So what it means is we, um, the PCP is a vaccine. So we have to give a primer initially, and that causes an immune response in the mare. It doesn't harm the foal, it doesn't harm the mare, doesn't change her hormones, her behavior, nothing. And uh, so we like for about 10 days to let that primer do its magic with the immune system. Right. Then within about 10 days to two weeks, we come back in and we boost that vaccine okay so if she's had the primer 
and the booster when she folds that means and i'm just going to throw this out there basically sure. the egg is is coated so that it cannot um, be fertilized so when i see she's been primed and boosted then i say and she's had a baby oh my gosh when she's bred chances are she's not going to conceive you know deb let me add to that and Thank correct you. me if i'm wrong because i've been really studying to the best of my ability being a university of florida graduate okay i've been studying right now this is a protein from pig ovaries is that correct it, it, right and it's a byproduct of the industry that butchers um pigs and right. so they they send that to the science and conservation center where they then process it so there's um it's it, it's not a drug, right? Uh, or or anything. It's it just it's it just a protein. It's not going to hurt the mare or any uh, the foal or anything. We we have proof of this in every program uh, of of treating these mares and then those babies being born and they're just perfectly natural and they're drinking the milk and it, there's just there's no side effect to this whatsoever. Wow, I absolutely love that. Now, Lacey, I'm going to real quick go to you and then we'll go back around the table with questions. But I'm going to go to you because one of the things that I find really intriguing is the job they do. They go out, they document these mares, they document every horse in the band, okay? Mm -hmm. And they, and I learned a lot by watching my wife, Sharia, at the Wynema Ranch, mm -hmm. because I did not know that, you know, a stallion, they lead him to believe he's in charge. Oh, okay? no. No, it's the <laughs> alpha mare who's actually in charge of that band. Just like people, Eddie. Just like, <laughs> thanks, Lacey. I love that, as a matter of fact. But, you know, I'm really... You realize we're sitting here with four of them. I know. We're, we're outnumbered. <laughs> we're outnumbered, son, you know? But, Jim, your turn. Let's go. Questions. Well, the question I have is, uh, when we first started this in, during the last session, we knew we were coming in late and we had uh, some hills to climb to get the government to actually wake up and say, oh, really? This has to happen now? Uh, so what's the next step? We realize now that we're, the idea is to reduce the herds. Coming at it from both sides, I see it from the rancher's side, from the... Uh, uh, environmental side and from the wild horse side. I, I try to see all three sides on this. And so we need to reduce these herds and we need to do it naturally in my opinion, which is exactly what you guys are doing. But what is our next step? How do we show results? How do we bring this about to where we can show the public and the government and the ranchers that this is working? What do we do next? Well, I, I think that we need to have an independent study, and I, we, we've talked about that a little bit. Uh, it'd be nice to yeah, involve. Yeah, I know. I set you up for that one. I know. You <laughs> did. <laughs> uh, and it would be great if, if we could get some volunteers from UNR to just do an independent study on this. And we welcome that because, you know what, we really believe in what we're doing. So, um, but I think that we need to, to, to do that. It's going to be rough for this year because we, when we started, we already had foals on the ground and mares bred back. So we, we this year is going to be you know a little interesting. I although like I said with my stats, eleven or nine out of those eleven mares are protected. So um, we're going to see a little bit of um, a decrease, but I think the big numbers are going to be in 2021. So a study, yes, and then we we really need businesses and property owners to. Um, let us get on their property because there's still some, you know, thousands of acres that we can't get on yet, don't have the, the property uh, permission yet, and we need to get on the, the, 
we need to control the population in those areas too. So that, for me, that's the next step. We really got to, we really got to get that permission. Property owners and their permission to get on there. Now, are you having any of the property owners bucket and not want to do it? Um, not really. Good, I mean, in, in today's world, I mean, if we can reach them ourselves and talk to them and answer their questions, um, that's the big key to it. Uh, what, you know, in today's world with, um, everybody suing everybody, of course, um, they will take it to their legal department, then they'll send it to AWHC's legal department, and then we kind of meet in the middle with some things, so right. everybody's protected. Beautiful, beautiful. So. Lacey, I see you chomping at the bit. You have another question. Actually, I was not chomping at oh, the okay. bit. <laughs> well, you know, but you I do have a question. Yeah, please. I do right. have a question. Um, is it like human beings? In other words, when we, uh, the state was so backward when they stopped your program. I was so heartbroken because I knew you'd lose a lot of ground. Mm. Do, is it the same as it is with human beings? If you've given this, uh, if you've given this birth control, does it then make those mares even more fertile, like it does with human beings? Who girls who are on the birth control pill who go off the pill almost always are. It's very easy for them to become pregnant at that wow. time. Is that true of the horses? Do you know the answer to I that? I, I, no, it, it's it's not true. We haven't found that. In oh, fact. Good. Um, I'll, when I look at the records, uh, I'll have a, a, a mare that she's getting all her treatments, and I'll look at her last full, and it was in 2017. So that doesn't mean she won't ever get pregnant again, but she, she didn't get the, you know, the effects. She didn't get going. right away. Yeah. In and, the full uh, heat. Right. That's and, really good. You know, there's always, you know, 3 to 5% of the mares that their body don't respond to it. So the people that worry about, oh, we're not going to have any babies. Well, we'll have a few, you know. So, but no, I don't. I don't know of any studies that would would uh, support that. Now, Deb, I was told that over a long period of time and consistent darting, that there is the ability to create a sterile environment inside the horse to where they cannot continue to give birth. Is that correct? Well, we always stay away from the word sterile or sterilize. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, but. Uh, what happens is they self-activate, like they give themselves their own booster. And this happens in horses. Um, it can, well, in fish springs, as an example, we had horses that before we even had our program that never had babies, just like in human beings. Okay. Right. Um, so some horses will self-activate in five years, uh, some in maybe eight years. And what our belief is, is that especially in this program, we're very aggressive in how we treat these mares in this program. Um, and uh, we would like to see, first of all, the very young horses who are getting pregnant before they're even two, mm -hmm. uh, stop them. So we're, we're darting them at 10 months. Wow. And then um, the, the really old mares who have already, you know, pretty much <laughs> helped populate should, the Should Virginia. have been out to pasture yeah. long ago. <laughs> right. yeah. We're so excited when we get well, them I and we just keep boosting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an old saying when women aren't giving birth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't her. understand that part no, I don't yeah. want to it's an inside that. woman's yeah. joke don't we retire know. them but um so yeah over time and it's hard to calculate um because just like human beings you know your your um, physiology is different so some right. mares males self-activate at three or five or seven years so. you know what that's wonderful now Christian if you don't mind I'm going to ask you to do something as we go out on this break at the bottom of the hour I was negligent in the beginning to not mention, we're on uh, Nevada Talk Radio. We cover every square inch of the state of Nevada. This show airs again three to four different times on different radio stations that cover 
every square inch of the great state of Nevada. Plus, we're on several, and I mean several, television stations. Name a few of them, Christian, as we go to break. Yeah, all across uh, Northern California, Northern Nevada, we are on Channel 3 in San Francisco, Channel 12 in San Rafael, Channel 45 in San Jose, Channel 27 in Santa Rosa, Channel 45 in Wine Country, Channel 23 in Redding, Channel 11 in Chico, Channel 28 in Sacramento, Channel 5 in Monterey, Channel 13 here in Reno, and Channel 19 in Carson City. Christian, I want to thank you for that. Now, listeners, I I noticed that a caller did try to get involved in the show. Please give us a call back. That number is 844-790-TALK. Again, 844-790-8255. Jennifer... Lacey, when we come back, I want you two ladies to help me, Deb, and Ray as we start quizzing our Assemblyman Jim (laughs) Wheeler right here. Remember, call us, 844-790-TALK. For one nation under God, for America. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. All right, thank you for that, Ray. And I want to thank everybody listening to America Matters with the following people. Yours truly, Eddie Floyd. We have Assemblyman Jim Wheeler. We have Country Western Singer Star Hall of Famer Lacey J. Dalton. We have Deb Walker. We have Ray Hanna. And we also have the beautiful consultant, none other than Jennifer Baker. So right now, Jennifer, if you would, let's introduce uh, our Assemblyman and why he's sitting here on this dais today. (laughs) Assemblyman Wheeler. (laughs) You're in the hot spot. That's right. So do you want to share a little bit about the day that um, that you actually got a visit from Sarah Johns and Barry from Blockchains? Because I think that's part of the reason that we're all sitting here today. You want to share a little bit about that day? Yeah, well, a lot of people probably don't realize that Blockchains uh, now owns the vast majority of the TRIC, the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center. And, of course, the wild horses are all over that area, and blockchain is very, very interested in keeping our heritage there and keeping those horses, you know, uh, not just alive and well, but as part of our heritage. So they came in and they said, we're trying to get this program restarted to to dart these horses with the PZP, and we can't seem to get the uh, uh, Department of Agriculture on board here. And while they're very much in favor of it, the urgency is not there. So I made an appointment with the uh, governor, and as uh, Jennifer knows, because she was helping me in that session, she actually made the appointment and pounded the governor's <laughs> staff, That's Jennifer. which she can do better than anyone, uh, until such a time as we got an appointment to go over and talk to them about this. So we brought in Jeff from Blockchains, Deb came in, and uh, uh, a couple other people, and we had the Department of Agriculture there. And the governor, of course, is a city boy, and he doesn't know much about horses, which is, which is just fine, you know, but that's why he has a staff. And we went in and we explained that the horses were about to come into full heat. Most of these horses were going to uh, start dropping babies pretty soon, and they'll come right back into full heat, and we're going to go from 2,000 horses on a range that is suitable for about seven or 800 to 3,000 horses because half of these horses are mares. And if we don't do something now, right now, we don't get something going immediately, we're going to run into a much, much larger problem. And everyone, you know, everyone realizes and everyone understands we've had some good years of rain, et cetera, 
and that we can sustain this group the way it is right now, but nothing more. Well, this year has not been real good. So I'm a little worried about this next year, by the way, with the increase. But the fact is that we had to get something going. So the governor was open to listening to us, and uh, the head of the uh, Department of Agriculture, Jennifer Ott, was opening to listen, listening to us, too. She's more of a horticulturist instead of an uh, animal husbandry person. So she didn't realize it either. And once we got this going, they all went, oh, my God, we got to do something. So they jumped in and allowed um, the wild horse organizations to get out there and start the program almost immediately. And, and to be totally fair to the listeners, because if, if somebody doesn't know the whole story, it sounds like we're saying, you know, the governor didn't know or all of that. He came from southern Nevada where they don't have wild horses running out on the ranges. Let's just be clear. When he came up, he, he said, I support, you know, whatever whatever the horses are doing, I support it. I just don't understand. And Jennifer said the same thing. She had just gotten into her position is what we had um, been told. She had just gotten into her position and she wanted to make sure that everything she did was correct and proper and she had to do some research on it so you know we're, we're not saying anything politically one way or the other we're saying you know she came in saying i don't know what the right answer is going to be and i need to do some research where in some cases it becomes an urgent issue not an important issue and in this moment the urgency had to take hold so the governor looked at his staff when we were sitting there and he looked at everybody in the room and said you guys need to get me to be able to say yes to this as soon as possible wow i mean he was well actually as soon as jeff explained his passion and what had happened as soon as jim had explained the position and and he looked at me and, and I talked a little bit and I just said this is you know we're we're not steering you the wrong way we're giving you an urgent issue that has to be addressed as soon as possible. He looked around well, and, actually, and what, said, "What the governor Let's said get was to a yes. that um, uh, you know, and this was a completely nonpartisan issue. Right. Obviously, with mm-hmm. me as a strong Republican and him as a strong Democrat. Right. Uh, you know, this was about the what's best for the uh, state of Nevada." And he was very, very much on board with that. And he said, guys, we're going to get this done. We're going to get this done now. And contrary to the rest of the world's beliefs, most of the decisions that are made in Nevada are not politically one way or the other. It's about doing what's right. And that's what we were all doing. You know, there. it's about doing what's right on both sides of the aisle. No, I just, love that. No, yeah. just what's right. We yeah, don't we don't we talk don't about care. side one side or good, the other. It's good. about what's right. What's yeah. right and wrong. And that's what that's what it came down to. So it was awesome because it took, you know, a couple people sitting there with them to just say this is this is urgent. It's important, but more than anything, we've got lives at stake. And he was all over it. And Jim did a great job explaining it from that standpoint and right. and Jeff I will tell you he was very passionate about making sure that the horses out there were well taken care of and I don't think I'm out of line saying that Jeff actually paid or said he was going to at that time was going to pay for the darting of the horses yeah Beautiful. this is a uh, Jeff Burns at uh, yeah. uh, blockchain yeah. by the way right. you know blockchain. totally stand up again it was about doing what was Block- right not worrying about who's paying for it how it's going to be done he just said listen if it, somebody get me a price and, and if it's reasonable <coughs> and it all makes sense we need to be doing these things. If I have to do it, I'll be the one. And he stuck up or stood up, and he took the charge on that part. So I thought that was awesome. And you, I don't know how it's worked you, out. It's not well, my we're, place. We're, we're going to get into that, Jennifer. Yeah, but I, I want to talk to you about it. Yeah, I want to say that blockchain is absolutely yeah. stand up. Yeah. They are really a stand up yeah. company. I'm so proud of them with the largest land purchase here in the great state of Nevada, yeah. right there at the 
you know, the uh, Tahorino yeah, Industrial I, Center. I can't say it. I can't trick. say it. But, <laughs> trick. Yeah, trick. Yeah. trick. But anyway, here's what I want to throw out, and I don't care who answers it. But it's always been a concern of mine for one reason. You know, somebody will get a phone call. Then the Department of Agriculture will go out and round up some horses, right? Or somebody will get a phone call, and BLM. Well, Is it wildlife or agriculture? Yeah. BLM. BLM. Okay. BLM. But Not here's what I will say. How do we distinguish? You know, these horses don't say, whoa. Here's the line. We can't go from BLM over to Nevada property. Okay, look at the license plate on my rump. No, they don't have that. Okay, so how do we distinguish? And are there two sets of rules? There are two sets of rules. What uh, what there is is there's a Virginia range, which is state-owned property. Right. And BLM land, of course, which is most of Nevada, which is uh, federal government-owned property. Right. So the rules are different from state to federal government. What we've been able to do is work with the state in the Virginia range horses. The uh, federal government's a little tougher to work with. We're, it's a tougher nut to crack, but we're working on it. We're trying to get something going there. The uh, I know that Deb's been working on it, uh, you know, with her organization. Right. You know, uh, tremendously. You know, working very hard on it. More, a lot more than I'm doing. And a good job too, but, Deb. Yeah. But um, you know, we have to do that basically through our federal representatives. What I can do, and what people in my position as far as a state assemblyman or senator can do, is try to work on these things through the Virginia range horses. Now, we've got another problem where uh, part of the Virginia range is not considered a Virginia range, or should I say state-owned property is not considered a Virginia range south of Highway 50. Wow, I did not know that. These horses cross Highway 50, go down on the south side, they can't go down there and dart them. Really? And that's that's a problem but that's state property so we should be able to do it so one of the things i'm doing actually when i leave here today i'm meeting with jeff burns uh and we're going to discuss this and see what we can do uh how we can make that part of the virginia range so that it's under the same rules so these folks can go down there and dart in that area Wow. Um, we also have to find a way to keep some of these horses off roads. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, all the time. I, I, it just kills me when I hear about horses getting struck on the highways. Okay, because we've well, got to do things so. we That's what do. got you involved, right, Lacey? Or in the residential areas. Mm-hmm. All right. One of the things we can do is reduce the population. Mm-hmm. And by reducing the population, the horses have more of a tendency to stay up in the wild areas where there's forage. They start running out of forage. Well, guess what? Your green lawn looks pretty darn good. <laughs> amen, them. amen. And they're going to come down into the residential areas. And and some people love it. You know, I, I see stuff on uh, uh, social media all the time. Oh, look what's in my front yard. Isn't it I, great? I'm one of them. I post them all the time in my backyard. It's, oh, it's gorgeous. I love having them. Yeah, well, yeah, I never see your post, so I don't see that one. But, but, <laughs> yeah. The Wild Horse the, Preservation League, We're that's part of our um, mandate is to keep the wild horses wild and to keep mm-hmm. them off the highways and out of the neighborhoods. And we have permission from the NDA to do diver- diversionary feeding. And it has pulled, sometimes we've got 70 horses yeah. there. And it's reduced the number of horses that have been killed on the highway. Wow. Well, one of the We're things I did back in the 2013 session was uh, to make it a gross misdemeanor to feed a horse within a mile of the Amen. That's where I was And that going. was yes. one of the smartest bills that was put through because you see people like you know, us in, in the South Reno area, we love to see the horses, so we feed them. And people don't understand if you feed the horses in your backyard or you're They'll out giving them water in your backyard, they're going to keep coming, which is great, and we love it. But at the same time, it's causing 
you know, risk of life. And so when he put that in, I was like, wow, thank you. Because finally somebody's understanding that if you just keep them up where they belong, you can go up and see them and it's a tourist attraction and they're beautiful. But yeah. you did something that actually saved Amen. lives. Sure did, Jim. Well, that was the idea, but uh, we haven't seen a lot of enforcement of yeah, voter right. Right. Exactly. And that's something we have to somehow yep. as, change. As we go to our last break here on America Matters, I've got to share with everybody right now, Jim, we're so proud of you. All of us sitting at this table right now are proud of you and your efforts because a lot of people get confused. They think because you're a rancher and a ranch history that uh, you automatically don't like the wild mustangs. I'm surrounded by ranchers, cattle ranchers, well, like and they that. love the <laughs> wild mustangs, and they love what Lacey J. Dalton with the Let Em Run Foundation is doing. This is America Matters. We will be right back. For one nation under God, for America. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Thank you for that, Larry. This is the last segment of America Matters with Eddie Floyd, Assemblyman Jim Wheeler, Lacey J. Dalton. We also have Ray Hanna, Deb Walker, and Jennifer Baker. Now, Lacey, I understand you wanted to say kudos to Jim. I just wanted to say on behalf of all of us here Amen. and of all the uh, folks working for the Wild Horses, Jim, you're a hero to us. We so appreciate the work that you've done, and uh, we would like to be able to support you in any way that we can. Always know that. We are very grateful for uh, the wonderful uh, way that you've managed to sew together some pretty disparate groups. You know, ranchers, advocates, Department of Agriculture, the governor. Uh, yeah. You've done a great job. You sure have. Well, Congratulations. You, hey, this is a perfect opportunity because you're running for office, Jim. Tell us how we can get involved in your campaign. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, as every assemblyman in the state, you run for office every two years, so it's, time, it's that time again. And if you want to help, uh, I did draw an opponent last week, so I guess I'm going to oh. actually run a campaign this year. And, uh, of course, Jennifer will be handling my campaign. She always does, has for, what, 10 years now or something? <laughs> a while now. Five, six. Five, six, whatever. <laughs> I didn't but know that. it yeah. seems so much longer. <laughs> but <laughs> but, yes, it does. but anyway, uh, if you, if you want to donate, the, uh, that's where we really need the help, is getting our word out and, get, and helping get word out about the wild horses as well. Uh, if you can donate to us at wheelerfornevada.org. It's www.wheeler, the number four, uh, Nevada spelled out, dot O-R-G. The, when you go to that webpage, the first thing you see is a big red button that says donate. <laughs> and, I love that. And, uh, okay. We, we, we do need some help in that Well, department. I guarantee you we're going to keep pushing Jim Wheeler because you've done such an excellent job, and everybody at this table is absolutely so proud of you. Jennifer, you have another question for our esteemed guest. I do. So along with the, the new news and, and the event that's coming up now, we have an election to run and some other things to do. But, Deb, you've got a couple of things going on, and I know that there's so we've met for a reason. You guys actually came to the legislature and, and you wanted to do um, a piece with Assemblyman Wheeler and interview him. So I, I showed up and, and you talked to me about it. I want you to share your heart. I want to I first know, Ray, why are you doing this? Why, why did you get involved in wanting to dart and, and be a part of this? I was born in, in, the, in Sparks, and, and, and this is my state. And I've, ha I've had been around horses since I was big enough to get on one. So I love horses. And what really got me involved was um, 
I guess it was a couple years ago when they wanted the NDA wanted to give away the horses and we started doing the rallies out in front of the Capitol building right. that's really what got me started and nice. then um, I was somehow got in touch with Deb I don't know how how we met or what but the, she got me into the darting program and I absolutely love it because I feel like I'm doing something to help these horses they mean a lot to me it's funny I actually got very active and I, I don't even remember how long ago it was, maybe 12 years ago, 10 years ago, when they were talking about doing wild horse roundups and slaughters. Right. That's what drew me off off my couch and got me to say, oh, no, we're not, we're not out killing animals because we don't know how to manage them properly. So that was my, that was my moment. So thank you for doing that. And it's funny, I remember that I used to say, I wish I had a place to keep them. I would go buy them all. <laughs> I would have. I'm that way. I'd take in all the strays. But um, so Deb, we met. Yes. And, and you shared your heart that day, and it really touched me. And I want to know more about why are you involved, and what is your involvement, and what's important to you in the near future and, and moving forward? Well, you know, I, I just really uh, love nature and the outdoors, and I will tell you this much. It can all live in sync. And that's one of the, the things I really love about Assemblyman Wheeler is that um, he does kind of put it all together. You have to have predators. You have to have... Um, other wildlife out there sharing with each other. And we have that all documented on our Virginia range. It's a beautiful and ecosystem. So it is. <laughs> and we, we are very concerned with protecting the range as well, because if we don't, then the horses, you know, can't survive That's and the right. other wildlife. So it, it's something I'm very um, passionate about. And um, I, we um, felt like Assemblyman Wheeler was the best choice to go talk to for the documentary because he's was really the driving force behind this in the beginning and then get it reinstated and and really had some good words not just about that the horses being part of Nevada uh, but also how he felt about the volunteers in the community and his hard work getting it done and getting um, the uh, uh, legislation passed for no feeding and just really I mean really you know doing what he said he was going to do. I mean, you know, you don't see that a lot anymore. What? A what? politician who did what he said he was going to do? <laughs> now my head's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Have and, some uh, turmeric tea. So <laughs> we have an event at um, Patagonia in Reno on March 12th, which is this Thursday, mm -hmm. uh, at 7 o'clock in uh, Reno. It's on, uh, let me get that back up again. Uh, that's all right. We'll actually put it out on the yeah, website. We'll okay. put it on the website, okay. but I've got a link to with register. You. Patagonia actually came out to the Wynema Ranch okay, uh -huh. and, and spent an entire weekend fencing out there, donating their time and energy to fence at, uh, when Shari just got her first load of wild horses out there. Okay. Oh, well, that's awesome. You know, so Patagonia yeah. is very involved in very, this as a whole. It, it wasn't just a location you guys chose. Right, because okay. they, they're into the whole conservation. And so I think the misunderstanding people have about wild horses is that it's just contained into, you know, people yeah. who just, oh, leave them alone and everything. But really with um, what we're doing, it really crosses a lot of um, bridges. We want to work with NDOT with traffic we want to work with not feeding them um we want to work with ranchers right and assembly and wheeler we really want to help have your help on there but there are ranchers who actually appreciate the horses and just want to help us manage them right so this has such um large implications and since nevada has most of the wild horses or at least 50 percent we can set the standard and i think together 
that's something that we both want to do. And I will also say this, that we are with, we partner with about 12, it's 10 to 12 um, wild horse organization, wild horse related organizations that we work with out there. And I mean, we just work like a well-oiled machine. You I know? love it. And like Ray, she's with uh, Wild Horse Preservation League, uh, LBL Equine uh, Sanctuary with AWHC, and we're all interlinked for the same purpose. Right. So everybody's on board now. Everybody's oh, working together. Yes. Everything's going well. Because in the past, it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a homeowner's association. Everybody's very passionate about their little community. They, they fight <laughs> brutally. <laughs> so you don't have that. You guys are actually all in coordination. And, and do you think that's because of the leadership of the of people that are stepping in? And I'm not leading into it, but is that why? Or did you guys come to some understanding for me, again, I was yelling about, do you guys understand that, that a roundup is still a potential somewhere mm-hmm. in the world? Are you paying attention? And I think by me helping people hear that over the years, they've gone, what do you mean? That's not even, you couldn't, I said, you can, <laughs> and somebody could easily order it. So it's made people stop arguing for the moment, but it doesn't stop the big picture. You're telling me it's all oiled well, everybody's working together. Yeah, well, doing we, nothing nice. is the biggest problem. Right, right. When it, we when we lost the contracts through NDA, um, uh, and we did nothing for a year, year and a half, and you watch oh, the herds grow, right? And then all of a sudden, we're exasperating the problem. So it wasn't a fact of is this the best program or what else can we do? That's what the next study needs to be about. Right. Be about. It was a problem, and you were there. You saw it. Uh, the The problem was let's do something right now before we exasperate the problem. And the, the arguments get heated and more heated and more heated because the problem has been exasperated. So I'm so glad that Deb's been able to pull these people together because part of the problem and part of losing the contract uh, before was some of the interior groups were fighting with each other and going around each other to the NDA. And, the and jeopardizing their work. And the director of the NDA at that time said, I've had enough of this. You yeah. can't please everybody all the time. You know, you can't blame him. Right. And so if we had a well-oiled machine like we've got going now, apparently, uh, then we can make this program work. The next thing we got to do now is study it, find out what's going to happen over the next five years. And if that includes, you know, removing some horses, well, guys, we got to look at that, too. But we have to look at everything. Amen. Jim, we have just enough time for everybody to go around the table now and say how to get involved, like with Lacey J. Dalton and the Let Him Run Foundation. Tell us how to go to your website right now for Jim Wheeler. Okay, well, for my campaign, again, the the website is www.wheeler, W-H-E-E-L-E-R, the number four, Nevada, spelled out, dot org. Thank you, Jim. Lacey, tell us about the Let Em Run Foundation. Well, Let Em Run is L-E-T, apostrophe E-M-R-U-N, dot org. And uh, we... uh, raise money for the smaller groups that can't that don't have the time nor the energy to do big fundraisers right but right. are doing the real work and really getting the work done and we watch very carefully how much work is getting done and how it's getting done um, and those are the groups that we support we try to support the smaller groups the mom and pop groups that really can't uh, do a lot of fundraising support themselves and we and we also support your yeah your fundraising right, as well. right Ray Hannah your turn um, they can help wildhorsepreservationleague.org. We're trying to educate the community, and um, we're doing um, diversionary feeding and lblequinerescue.org. We're taking in wild horses that have been injured, rehabilitating them, plus um, neglected, abused, and unwanted 
horses. Deb Walker, area. your turn. You're up. Uh, AmericanWildHorseCampaign.org. Wow. And uh, we raise funds nationally to help local programs. And a great job you're doing, by the way. Jennifer Baker, you get the last uh, comments on how they can get a hold of you, especially if they need some advice. If they want to get a hold of me, they can always email writenevada at gmail.com. That's easy, but I don't want to talk about me. I want to actually say, you guys show up to the Patagonia event. Show up to these fundraising events because this is how you make a difference. You support these guys with their boots on the ground that are doing the work every day, standing up, just getting things done. Don't sit there and complain about it unless you're going to get up yeah, and I don't, do something I don't want to hear it. the complaints. Just be a doer. You we all have an important right. Roll. Yes. Thank I you want to guys thank you so all much. for being on our show, America Matters, with all of us today. We'll <laughs> see you all next Monday at noon.